This is Sideline Tackle. Soccer has changed dramatically since its inception. From changes in the construction of equipment to subtle shifts in gameplay styles and regulations, the beautiful game has grown into a display of speed, technique, and cutting-edge technology. Yet, as much as the sport has changed, there are well-known constants that feel as though they've always been around. The net, the ball, the pitch, and, of course, some of the greatest sources of anguish known to humanity, the red card and the yellow card. The two penalty cards follow a simple code of messages. A yellow card is a formal warning. A red card is an immediate dismissal. Two yellow cards equals one red card. It's a straightforward system. Yet, they only came into the game in 1966. So how did the referees convey to players that they were being warned or sent off? Before the introduction of the penalty card system, the referees simply told the players they were being warned or sent off. The referee would blow the whistle to stop play and let the offending party know what they had done wrong, keeping track of players' accumulated offenses in a small notebook they kept in a pocket during matches. This worked well enough at first, when the game was played primarily in Western Europe. But soccer spread far and wide, and not every nation that grew to excel at soccer had English as their first language. Unsurprisingly, the language barrier caused genuine issues, as players and officials struggled to make themselves understood. This difficulty in communication only grew as the game grew internationally, until Kenneth George Aston came onto the scene. But first, a little background on Ken Aston. He started as a league referee in 1946, and even in his first few years, Aston came up with innovations that would impact referees for decades. He was the first to wear the black uniform with white trim that's now a staple of 70s and 80s highlight reels. He taught regularly, both as a primary school head teacher and a referee instructor. He even recorded a series of tapes for beginning referees. Most notably in his career, Aston refereed during the infamous match between Italy and Chile in the 1962 World Cup, known as the Battle of Santiago. But that's a story for another time. Back to Ken Aston. His most important contributions weren't about uniforms or styles of officiating matches. His biggest impacts on soccer were about communication. He always aimed to make himself as clear as possible, and he wasn't afraid to fix a problem himself if he saw a solution. Aston's first fix came about a year into his career. At this point, the linemen, assistant referees that officiate from the sidelines, 
used flags with the colors of the home team. The tradition in and of itself wasn't an issue, and often added hometown flair to the field. But one night showed why the tradition could be a problem. It was 1947, and it was a dreary, foggy day in London. The game was nothing special, and the exact teams involved on that day have been lost to history. What's important to know is the home team's colors that day were beige and brown. Two colors that were impossible to see in the dense, gloomy mist. After having struggled to communicate with his linesman during the match, Aston went to a military surplus store, purchased red and yellow rain slickers, and sewed them into a prototype of the iconic linesman flag that's now a staple piece of equipment on the field. And that was in his first year. It was 19 years later, in 1996, that his most significant invention came into being. As with the linesman's flags, the penalty cards came about from a misunderstanding. Though this was on a far larger scale. It was an iconic match between rivals England and Argentina. They met in the quarterfinals of the 1966 World Cup. In a match that would become known among Argentinians as El Robo del Siglo, or the Theft of the Century, as England eventually won the match 1-0, on a goal that may or may not have been offside. But the inciting incident that we're exploring came during a misunderstanding. It all began when Argentina's captain, Antonio Ratin, was sent off after receiving a second caution his first coming from a lunge on English player Bobby Charlton. The Argentinian team, including Ratin, considered this unfair and he refused to leave the pitch. Part of the reason they considered this unfair was mainly that Ratin had been cautioned the second time for arguing with the referee for a teammate's foul. Ratin stated in a 2007 interview that he had been attempting to call for a translator. But while his words were unclear to the German referee, his tone was loud enough to convey his anger. Eventually, he had to be escorted off the pitch by police. But it wasn't only the Argentinians who were left confused. The English manager asked post-match if Bobby and Jack Charlton had really been cautioned, since it hadn't been clear to them either at the time. Clearly, the lack of communication was an obvious obstacle to everyone involved. The evening after the match, Aston was driving from Wembley Stadium to Lancaster Gate and contemplating how the misunderstanding could be avoided in the future. What could be a universal, language-neutral way to communicate to players that they were being formally cautioned, as opposed to being sent off the field? What sort of system would be globally understood? 
As he was driving and mulling over the dilemma, he, of course, came across a traffic light. And that's when it dawned on him. A stoplight-inspired system is exactly what he needed. With yellow universally signifying slow down and red universally signaling stop, the two colors had the connotations he needed to convey. The only matter left to figure out now was how to implement the colors into the game. Aston was still considering implementation when he later arrived home. He discussed the issue with his wife Hilda, wondering how he could use the universal system he knew would work to communicate across the globe. She heard him out, and then excused herself and stepped out of the room. She returned a few minutes later with a sort of prototype. They were two pieces of construction paper, one red and one yellow, cut perfectly to fit within a referee's shirt pocket. It was elegant in its simplicity, and Ken Aston knew that they had found the perfect solution. The penalty cards were implemented four years later at the 1970 World Cup in Mexico, and they have been staples of the beautiful game ever since. Ken Aston continued to innovate during his time within soccer, always seeking to minimize confusion and streamline communication. In 1966, Aston also introduced referee substitutions, which eventually evolved into designated fourth officials. In 1974, he introduced the number board used to indicate substitutes, using the players' numbers to signal to the team, officials, and spectators who was being subbed out and who was being subbed in. Soccer is the world sport, generally considered one of the most universal aspects of human culture. And of course, that means proponents of the sport come from all over the world, bringing with them unique cultures, points of view, and obviously, languages. The difficulty of communicating during a high stakes match across so many barriers may never truly be overcome. But Ken Aston saw a need to bridge the gap and a desire to keep everyone on the same page. With a final breakthrough from Hilda Aston, they came up with a solution so simple, yet so effective, that it's even been adopted by other sports. The penalty cards, as reviled as they can be in the heat of the moment, made it easier for everyone on and off the pitch to know what was happening, and brought so many people just a little bit closer to the beautiful game. Sideline Tackle is written, hosted, and edited by Leslie Gideon. Stay up to date with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Sideline Tackle. If you like what you've heard, consider supporting me at coffee.com forward slash Leslie Gideon. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps new people find the show. Have a topic you want explored? Send it in to sideline tackle at gmail.com. 
If you want more content, sources, and transcripts, visit sidelinetackle.com. Remember, the game has 90 minutes. The rest is up to you.